Hello, Yogi. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Aiko, and on this show, we explore ways to put spiritual theory into sustainable practice. And here we are again. Welcome. Thank you. So last time we spoke about sutras 23 to 29, and today we're going to speak about the sutras from 30 to 39, And uh, maybe would you like to give a very short recap about the previous section we talked about? Yeah, so last time we were talking about abiding in Ishvara as an alternative to the very kind of uh, difficult path of just trying to control your mind on your own strength. So to instead kind of find find the strength to control the mind, kind of draw on the strength of Ishvara, which is we could say God, is defined in the same way as the soul, as us, but with the difference that God has never been in ignorance and is kind of the ultimate uh, limit of omniscience. And Ishvara is um, denoted by the word Om. So when you meditate on this syllable, Om then you're connecting with this Ishvara, and also, by extension, you're, you're connecting with your own self, because it, it's an extension of Ishvara. Very, it was a very beautiful section. I liked it very much, also because it spoke about Bhakti Yoga. And now we're going to speak about um, the obstacles that someone can face in order to connect with this Ishvara, And um, this, the next section we will also speak about the state of meditation. So all the obstacles, because like it's so easy to speak about it, but then when you try to do it yourself, you know, to meditate on the syllable OM, then it's not that easy anymore. So yeah, let's go ahead with the sutra number 30. Yes, the Sanskrit goes like this. It's a very long sutra. Uh, usually sutras are just a few words, but this one is Vyadhi Styana Sangshaya Pramada Lasya Virati Branti Darshana Labhadha Bhumi Vasti Tatvani Chitta Vikshepas Ten Darayaha And the translation of that goes like this. These disturbances are disease, idleness, doubt, carelessness, sloth, lack of detachment, misapprehension, failure to attain a base for concentration, and instability. They are distractions for the mind. Yeah, so in this sutra he really gives a clear kind of full vision of what are the obstacles that one can find. So when you're not focused, like some of these mm, obstacles can arise. And I'm sure, at least I am very familiar with most of them, <laughs> just in different times, you know, of, the, of my life or the year, like some of them are always rising up. Mm. Yes, I I believe they will be f familiar to pretty much any listener. 
And uh, one way to speak about them by some commentators of the Yoga Sutras has been to see them as a progression, starting from the kind of most kind of basic obstacle and then going to more and more subtle obstacles. And of course, as you say, they can come also, you know, it's not that you always have them in a neat ladder like that. They can come, you can, you know, ascend some steps on the path and then something from a previous uh, step will arise again, for example. Yeah, and also I think it's important to say that it's normal to have all those obstacles. Otherwise we would all be saints and liberated right now, but it's not the case. So, so yeah, actually by reading these sutras also forward, we're going to see how it's normal to have those obstacles and how we can slowly overcome them with practice. Yes, and, and it's also in, inspiring you know, to see that others have you know, tried uh, to tread this path before us and they have kind of charted the territory, like f- figured out what the obstacles are, kind of shared their experience so that we can, uh, we have some kind of reference, like it's not that we are just in, like lost <laughs> in, the, in our, on our path. Yeah. But just for, for the sake of like conceptualization, it's uh, nice to have this kind of vision of these obstacles as a as a progression so so first we have disease so to have just physical illness and instability and it's the kind of very first basic thing and it's and like the previous verse was saying that the focusing on this mantra om is going to take us through all these obstacles but it doesn't necessarily mean that we will become physically healthy simply by reciting om So one kind of interpretation is that uh, Om kind of enlightens our intellect so that we we understand we kind of get the understand, uh, understanding that we should keep our body healthy and we figure out how. Uh, it's kind of showing us the way. Yeah, and then um, the next step, idleness. So like we may have a a physically healthy body, but we we may just like not have the like mental capacity to engage in yoga kind of it may be due to due to depression or or just kind of feeling down but then then we may have a physical physically healthy body we may we may be kind of ready mentally um but we still have some kind of doubt that like is it really worth all the the effort (laughs) that it takes then there is carelessness which is if like doubt is one one side that we are doubting whether it's worth it and carelessness is kind of going ahead but care carelessly then there is it's translated as sloth here and that is not as deep as this kind of uh, idleness that that were described kind of earlier in the progression but it's kind of like a later state of that like we're not you know so lazy that we don't practice at all but but um there's still some kind of laziness in the practice you can say then lack of detachment like difficulty giving up things that are not good for our practice may still be there even though we have we have started to practice then uh misapprehension it is that we have kind of a um, faulty idea of what the goal is of our practice 
so so now like we, we may be practicing we may have given up things but we still don't have a clear vision of where we're going and then there's failure to attain a base for concentration like we're we fail to kind of come into kind of an absorbed mental state and then finally instability and that's when we actually are able to get into that state but we're not able to keep it for a very long time so these are the distractions for the mind described in sutra 30 thank you for the very detailed and nice explanation so now the the other sutras here are going to just mention them right so how goes the next one 31 goes dukkha dormana syangam ejayatva shvasa prashvasa vikshepasaha bhuvaha and the translation for that one goes like this suffering dejection trembling inhalation and exhalation accompany the distractions then sutra 32 reads tat pratishedhartam eka tatva bihasaha translation practice of fixing the mind on one object should be performed in order to eliminate these disturbances sutra 33 reads maitri karuna mudito pekshanam sukha dukkha punya punya vishayanam bhavanatash chitta prasadanam the translation is by cultivating an attitude of friendship toward those who are happy compassion toward those in distress joy toward those who are virtuous and equanimity toward those who are non-virtuous lucidity arises in the mind sutra 34 reads prachardhana vidharanabhyam va pranasya translation or stability of mind is gained by exhaling and retaining the breath and here one may wonder why inhalation is not mentioned only exhalation and holding the breath but it is to kind of emphasize that when you exhale that's when you can empty the mind mm. and this is very much like used into meditations and also the previous sutra where it was saying about focusing uh putting your attention in one point this is actually what most of the guided meditation do you focus on your breath so you focus on your breath and your mind obviously sometimes start wandering around but then you're not judging the thoughts you just bring it back focus to your breath and slowly you will be able to focus on your breath like for longer times and this can be something next it can be uh the mantra om it can be just your nose the sensation of your nose your ears or whatever but it's a very key point of meditation just learning to focus on one point and bring it back and then your focus will become stronger and stronger Yes. 
yeah th- th- there were some in- interesting things in the in the commentaries about like if you focus on your nose uh, and if you um if you kind of achieve perfection in that sort of <laughs> i mean um as a practice like not perfection of the path but i mean if you're able to uh focus perfectly on your nose you'll be able to smell a kind of divine scent mm. and if you focus on your ears you'll hear like divine sound for example and so, so th- that was mentioned like when you focus on one of the kind of senses mm. it's very beautiful it's something to try <laughs> <laughs> yes it may be kind of in you know it may inspire you to to try it out like just the cu- curiosity of yeah. what, what that's going to be like so next is uh, sutra 35 Yes, it reads Vishayavati va pravritir utpana manasaha stiti nibandhani. Translation Or else, a focus on a sense object arises, and this causes steadiness of the mind. 36 reads Vishoka va jyotishmati. Or, steadiness of mind is gained. When the mind is pain-free and luminous. Sutra 37 reads, Vitaraga Vishayam Va Chittam. Or, the mind becomes steady when it has one who is free from desire as its object. So this means you can meditate on someone who has uh, achieved some sort of perfection in yoga. It's, of course, especially the most powerful if you actually know such a person and, and, and you have met them and and they just have this kind of calming effect on you that you can think of them. So if, if you think of how, how peaceful they are, then your mind will also become peaceful. Sutra 38 Svapna nidra jnana lambanam va Or the mind can become steady when it has the knowledge attained from dreams and sleep as its support. And here I have a question. <laughs> like, uh, this this sutra, it's kind of um, not fully clear to me. Like, I can understand because, like, if you really go deep into, like, the interpretations of dreams, actually there is so much that can can speak about but uh, but it's so easy to misunderstand. So, what what do you think this sutra really means? Uh, yeah, like uh, dream interpretation can be one way to think about it. I hadn't thought about it like that. But but if you you know if you think about it like if you interpret your dreams in a way that is inspiring for your practice, mm-hmm. like oh now I had this dream, this indicates that I should focus in this way or <laughs> something like that. Uh, but what I heard from the commentaries was that it's sometimes you can have very lucid and clear visions in your dreams. Something very be- mm-hmm. like you can have a, a very beautiful vision of Shiva, for example, was it was one example that came up. You may like see Shiva in a dream, and you know in your dreams things are more can be more like vivid <laughs> than. Yeah. In, um, so then, like you can in your waking life, you can remember that like, something something beautiful, divine that you saw in a dream. And if you kind of spend your days, you know, trying to 
remember Ishvar or like just kind of absorbed absorbing in your practice or like it said in the previous verse to kind of think of someone who is more advanced than yourself on the path of yoga someone who is inspiring to you then you know something like that like they may appear to you in a, in a dream and and you can recall that that dream in your meditation and that can help you to calm your mind also mm-hmm. thank you then text 39 the last one now for this uh, session reads yathabhimata dhyanadva or steadiness of the mind is attained from meditation upon anything of one's inclination so this is a classic mm, kind of device in uh, holy texts like this one that they kind of begin with something ideal and then it says if you can't do that then you can do this and if you can't do that then you can try this and then it kind of goes uh, until you come to something like this like then you know if if not if nothing of that works then just try whatever works for you <laughs> um it had said it said earlier though in in one text that uh that carelessness is one of the um kind of obstacles f- for the mind and this kind of carelessness can can also mean like that you, you know, like don't don't kind of care about the instructions given to you by those who are more advanced and you just kind of try to do it like your own way as as you wish so uh that like shouldn't be confused with with this one here like this one is like you kind of you acknowledge that there are uh maybe more um options that you can't really perform yeah like you may not be able to mm-hmm. to perform uh yoga the way that's that um that's like ideal but but there, not yet let's say yeah not yet but there's always something you can do mm-hmm. and you know, the important thing is that you you try to practice in the most sincere way you can and then slowly the things will come yeah wonderful so next section would be from sutra 40 to 50 and we will talk about more deeper states of meditation yes looking forward to that both talking about it and attaining them one day also (laughs) okay thank you and see you next time see you bye i hope this episode fulfilled its purpose of inspiring you if you like it feel free to share it give a review or a rating subscribe and if you have any question please get in touch at aikoota.com